there is a place where legends are born. Where the light confronts the dark. A world of incredible mystery, magic, and adventure. A world where colossal powers will collide in a battle to control the universe. Masters of the Universe. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Hot Toy Cast, a high-end action figure podcast for high-end humans where we talk about all things 1-6 action figures. Now, while I usually cover Hot Toys, Sideshow and the like, today it's all about Mondo and in particular the masses of the universe. So with that in mind, I've decided I would get two of the biggest He-Man fans out there to join me. So with me today is one young Dan Early, aka Pixel Dan, one of the finest reviewers out there, one of my favorite people out there as well. How are you doing today, old chum? Doing great, though I'm not feeling so young these days, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's great to have you on, man. And it's no. been a while too since we chatted as well. And you know, I think it's I think I've had you on the Hot yeah. Toy Cast once before, a few yeah. years ago as well. So we used to do this podcast thing pretty regularly. We together. did, we did. I we miss did. those days. Uh, the old rule school, but man, it was good. It was good crack, man. It was good fun. Good time. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a big reunion at some stage or something down the we line, should. man. And there you go. Definitely. And also as well, joining me today is a really special guest, a gentleman I've also known for a long time as well, but I'm not as familiar with. To be honest, I've never actually really spoken to him on, 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 on the phone before until now, on the on the, the, the podcast and until now. And it is one Ted Biaselli, executive producer over there at Netflix. How are you doing today, Ted? Well, hello, my friend. It's true. We actually have known each other for cl- over a decade. I have a picture of us from a PowerCon party. Uh, or uh, I'm sorry, not a PowerCon party, a Comic-Con party when we used to do the power party. That's it, yeah. He the parties. At the bar, like down in the basement. Yeah. It's it, like, it. there's so many of us in that picture. It's you, it's me. Uh, I think James is in that picture. I think Katie is in that picture. There's so many of the, the He-Man fans from like the early days of the org on there. It's, it's so we, we've definitely gone back for pretty far. Man, I, I, I couldn't believe that photograph finished. I was like, oh my God, there we are. Holy smokes. Children. Children. I know. So ungray. Those Comic-Con parties were so awesome. Dude, they were were brilliant. They were some of my stereotypes. Still today, some of my favorite memories ever. They're really, we got, we got, but we were happy. It was like we got hammered, but not like snot dribbling drunk falling out the door hammered. We were all like (laughs) bouncing all over the place hammered. And, And it was so funny because back then, I mean, this was the early aughts. So it was, you know, the internet, it wasn't exactly what it was today. And, and the communion of finding people who also love that thing that you love was still kind of new, right? It was yeah. still kind of new. And then when people that you'd only talk to online in, in text, right? Cause it was, it was a, it was a true message board. It was just text. And then you got to meet them and you got to see them and, and all the things you talked about and the things you love together and the things you didn't love together and the things that you disagree on. Like, it all became so real. And the thing that I valued the most was that it was that 
that interaction with human beings, like the internet didn't supplant human interaction. It actually, it actually made you long for it more so that when you finally did meet those, those people in person, it, it was more genuine and more, the affection was really there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. absolutely. Well said, well, well said. said. I well completely said. agree with all that. So today what we're going to do today is we're going to have a little bit, bit of a chit chat and things like that, but we're also going to uh, review and discuss upcoming releases, which is what we do in the Hot Toy Cast, about Hot, hot Toy Cast, but it's going to be all Mondo related. So if any of our regular listeners are uh, int- not at all interested in Mass Universe, y- 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 you better get up and leave now. But for everyone else, <laughs> come join us. Come join no, us. No, don't. Don't leave. Come be one of us. Be one of us. Be one of the men who like furry shorts. We all we all have the furry shorts and stuff like that. But Mondo, <laughs> the, the whole the whole Mondo thing has been, been very exciting. And, you know, I've been, you know, a lot of us have been, like, fans of the stuff since for, for years. We've been fans of He-Man since we've been kids and stuff like that. But I, for one, have been a big fan fan of like one six figures i've just love one six because i will always put it down to that mr t figure i never got big mr t never got as a kid and i now have a, this weird fetish for big bigger figures so i <laughs> one six i do love the, i mean six to seven inch figures is, is still my favorite format of action figure but uh dan how are you where what where, where are you at with one six collecting how many how, what, what's your story with one six collecting where are you at so that I I have never been a one six collector, and I think you and I have even had this conversation way back in the day, because you uh you've always been a fan of one six figures, and I never really collected them, but I always said I will be in trouble if they ever do He Man one six figures because mm-hmm. there's no way I'll be able to resist that, and here we are, <laughs> you know Mondo's been releasing these, and I've I've bought most of them since the line started, but they're really my my only foray into. One six. I've I've had a few other things here and there. You got the GI um, Joes that time. I did. I had that Snake Eyes that yeah. one time, the Hot Toys one, and I've had Bespin Luke Skywalker from Hot Toys. Oh yeah, good. One. So I've I've dabbled. I've dabbled over the years, but um, it's the the He Man ones that have really drawn me in, of course, um, for obvious reasons. It's my all time favorite property. Otherwise, I I'm the same. I'm like the six seven inch figures are kind of like my favorite, and then of course the vintage 5.5s like I, I love vintage motu is still my all-time favorite toy line um but yeah it's been it's been exciting and fun it's expensive but uh <laughs> I... but, but i do enjoy them i think they're really really fun yeah yeah ted where are you at with the one sixth I'm I, I'm sort of somewhere between the two of you guys i i never got into hot toys mainly because i was like look I already have a bananas big collection of six inch scale figures. So I I can't really go down the road of collecting these big, you know, 12 inch figures, but there are some characters that I genuinely love and Mm -hmm. want in, in action figure form to do something with, whether it's take photos or, or just, you know, display. And, and, and I started mostly with horror. Like there was a lot of really cool horror figures that were coming out in that larger scale. And, you know, I had, I think the first one I might've bought was the Barnabas Collins figure from Dark Shadows, which I'm a big Dark Shadows fan. And having that figure, and it came in like, you know, it came in the flashback figure form and it came in the regular Barnabas form. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. And then then uh, there was a Vincent Price figure from The Raven. And I'm a big Vincent Price fan and a big, you know, old universal horror and Roger Corman fan. And I was like, oh, I need that Vincent Price figure. And then, um, <laughs> And then there was like a, a, a Dr. Fibes figure and like, like, so it was weird that, and there were all these third party companies that weren't very big and they weren't making a lot of, uh, a lot of figures. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I, I need all of those. And then when Hot Toys came on the scene, I was like, oh, this could be really bad. This could be really, really expensive for me. Um, I have a handful. I have, um, I have Stan Lee, nice. uh, 
Hudson Finley, uh, the, the the first one, the one with the the members only jacket. Yeah. And I have the um I have the new the the most recent Amazing Spider-Man with the uh, scorpion tail coming out. I also have the Back to the Future two Doc and Marty. Good man. Uh, I don't have the DeLorean, but I do have the Doc and Marty. They've just released a new DeLorean with the oh. fold down wheels. It's the from number two. I have the first DeLorean. And I was, oh I'm, and I'm actually slightly tempted to update to this other Lauren because it kind of comes with all the extra bells and whistles. The, fe- the wheels, the wheels can actually fall down. It's got those that strobing light at the bottom of underneath the underneath the carriage or underneath what the. Are you, under the yard butcher, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Get You're there, tempting me like like the devil. Um. Look, man, that Wednesday has been a big success. Go buy it. <laughs> treat, <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> I just got to keep working and do it again and do it again. That's all I got. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 quite lovely. I think the the one the one hot toy stuff that I that I always see and I always like my heart beats for it is all the the Keaton Batman stuff oh, and the yeah. Jack Nicholson oh, Joker and that beautiful I those, I those, I those. Oh, they're so stunning. They're so beautiful. But to the point of the topic, when Mondo started doing the Motu stuff, I actually ha- already had a Mondo figure. I had the Alfred Hitchcock before they did the the Motu stuff. And when they announced the Motu stuff, I was like, oh, man, I hope this doesn't go deep. I hope this doesn't go too deep. I'll just get the Skeletor or the He-Man, whichever the first one was. And I was like, I'll just get that, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, and then it was like, and you know, now I have the Motubi Merman, and I have two different uh-huh. versions of Murdoch, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is only going to get. Oh, worse. you went all in, did you? You got the the the, the, the Motubis or whatever they're called. Those I have those too. I got I got I got Merman and and Man at Arms in the oh, Motubi. I have- Merman and Skeletor are the ones I have, and I love them. Those paint decos are insane. They're, They're so phenomenal. Cool. They're so pretty. I wish I got Skeletor one because the head sculpt is different, and I and I really wish that I got that head sculpt. Also, the the classic toy head sculpt works so much better on that one because of that paint deco. Like it yeah. just it looks like it actually matches a yeah, little great. bit better. Yeah, it does actually. See, I know what you mean. I see exactly what you mean on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I remember like when when Mondo first got going with the He Man stuff, it was very slow going. Do you it guys was. remember that? It was very like they, slow. We saw prototypes they, for years. Nothing was they budging. They showed prototypes for years. I remember going to like three comic cons in a row three years in a row where they just had that dang he-man out over and over and over again and it's like is this coming when is this coming what do you get what is going on here <laughs> so kind of like 2023 ted, and we're getting battle cat <laughs> i know yeah that's what i mean like ted i didn't ever think that this would go as far as it did like i assumed we'd get a he-man and a skeletor and maybe that would be it if if they you know came and a out faker because it's always the easiest always you know, easy to a faker perfect, right perfect. right right you get those He-Man and Skeletor out, Faker's right behind them. Yep. But but yeah, yeah. Now we have Battle Cat coming and lots more, which is mind blowing. Yeah. We have indeed lots more. Let's get into that actually. Right. Now I've managed to get some pictures from was what what was this event that was this PowerCon last year? That the photographs I've got here on the on the chat. Or or is it for, are they from Decon? I think those are from Decon, Decon. right? Decon. Oh Designer Con. Yes, of course they're from yeah, Designer Con because bundles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a whole as I mean as some of you know, I do design a lot of action figures. I'm not doing a lot of action figures. I'm I'm not into that arena at all. That's an area I'm quite ignorant in the whole designer toy business. That's a whole, that's a whole other arena entirely. I'm completely not familiar with as a toy designer at all. But this is this is Decon, and and we had these uh, Mondo reveals like 
like we had they, they, we, they've been just really up in the ante with all this stuff and you know as uh, we, we've, we've got Battle Cat on the way coming very, you know coming, coming this year in 2023 so we're Mindlessly stoked for that. I, I was saying this to Ted a few few months back. I goes, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of toys coming up, but Battle Cat One Sixth, holy smokes, is something I never thought we'd ever get to see. And the fact that it looks so boss, it's like I think, it's, I think it's the most exciting, excited I've ever been about anything ever. Maybe the first round of classics. Do you remember how excited we were when that first round of classics came out? Like we were chomping at the bit. We yes. got that King Grayskull, and yes. we're like, "Oh my god!" Yes. Similar to this now with with this Mondo Battle Cat. No, that's that's how I'm feeling. I cannot wait. Ted, how are you, how are you with the Battle Cat? Oh my god! I, I, honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, "Well, I don't know where the hell that's going," but <laughs> but damn, it, it, it's going somewhere. And I I just found myself just staring at it and just looking at all the detail. I first, I think it was first on display at Comic-Con and I just kept like just drooling. No, 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 no. It was, it was PowerCon last PowerCon year. PowerCon in Anaheim. Oh, yep. 21 in Anaheim, the last, the last team in PowerCon. And I, um, but I don't think it was painted. It was, it was just the, the, the it was prototype. unpainted and unarticulated. It was yeah. just like a statue basically. I want to that. And I was like, I was like, oh. whenever that comes out, that'll be fun. I had no idea that it was coming so quickly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like it. It's just it's, beautiful. It's, and that, and, and all the different heads. And I actually think it was really smart of them to have the, the helmeted head, you know, being, being a, an actual head and not a removable helmet. I think that that's actually really smart. Yeah, it does. It, cause it just allows more um, flexibility with because you can get a wider facial expression on the, in, on the, on, on helmeted yeah. head and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And, and like, I remember Dan sort of posting the picture straight away from that power con and we're it kicked off man where everyone was just losing their mind you know you know it's one of those universally oh my god everyone's delighted with this there was no negativity everyone was just like oh my god i think the negativity was just like how are we going to afford this or, or where is it going to go and- uh-huh. that and, and the timing of when it was released because they put it up for solicitation like literally the the last day that um eternia went oh that's or, or was right it was a right double whammy them, wasn't it like, they put both of these things up at the same time that was that was really funny because that was I was out there in California when that was going on. Oh, that's uh, right, you are. Yeah, that was when I was out there, and because um, I got I got to play with that Battle Cat in person. I got to go over. It was really cool. I had the opportunity to go over to Funko Hollywood, and meet up with Bob and Hector uh, from Mondo, and I got to play with the prototype. And that's you know I shot that interview with them and and got to mess with it. But they were even kind of like we didn't know that Eternia was going on sale at the same time we had this planned like that. They were, they were nervous. Uh, well, <laughs> were nervous, well it was a huge, and I felt bad because I'm yeah. sure it was a huge success I mean, though. Right. Regardless. doesn't matter. Does it? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, I think everybody, everybody who wanted both of them got them. <laughs> they don't know how they're going to pay for them, but they got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sell a lung or something. It is nice that Mondo Mondo offers the payment plans and stuff. Though, yeah, which I do appreciate. Yeah, and then they 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 did that with Eternia too. After a couple of days, they they figured out a payment plan method, which was really smart. And then the other thing that I think is is really interesting, and we should talk about it, is Mondo's uh, sort of like limited limited run pre orders. It's like okay, we're gonna put it up for twenty four hours. You got twenty four hours to buy it. You don't have to run and fight online to yeah, get yeah. in there when it's art and go like honestly i love that it is so nice and they give you plenty of time to know that it's coming and i'm like this is this is the way that it that all of the especially as more more collector lines go online 
I think that that business model really makes a lot of sense. Let's give give us 24 hours. These kinds of like the crazy sellouts on uh, Mattel Collector when when they do the you know the the origins figures, it's like no 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 please just give us a little bit of time to do it. Give us 24 hours and then turn the machines on. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I agree. It's, it's great. I agree. And that, everyone's been happy with that. Sorry, like what? Yeah, well, because that's. The first few Mondo figures I was buying, that was a point of frustration, right? You didn't know if the figure was going to sell out instantly and you were going to miss it, especially, you know, because they always do the Mondo exclusive version and the normal version. And sometimes you want that exclusive version because you want that extra character that's packaged with it, right? The He-Man one came with the Alcala Skeletor head, remember? Yeah. That was... Like when the He-Man Mondo exclusive came out, and that was the that's the head that I have on my Skeletor. I'm like, that's the one that I want. That's what everyone so wanted. With, you have that's the one I've got on mine too. Those <laughs> heads, and then I think the Faker one was the one that came with the um the the half the half battle damaged one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the exclusive head in there, and I'm like, that's how my Faker's displayed. So, yeah, the Skeletor came with relay. That's, that's right. right. Who didn't want relay? <laughs> Everyone wants relay. <laughs> what a weird. I out of scale, but I have him with my with my uh, club gray uh, club uh, gray scully um, figures. My oh, that's uh, funny. He's a giant little... relay. <laughs> He's a funny little creature, isn't he? I mean, who wouldn't want the relay? Everyone wants a relay, but. Um... The pictures I'm looking at here here now, folks, are the ones that, um, and I'll be post. I'll post them on my Twitter and Instagram. But folks, folks have already seen these anyway. These were these are readily out there. There, it's on the presentation from Decon, and these dropped Panthor on us. Obviously, you know, once we saw Battle Cat, we all like, oh my god, well, it wouldn't be too far stretched to do Panthor. And sure enough, here yeah. it is, Panthor, and it's just, it's just again everything that you would want it to be it's absolutely amazing but they've incorporated that um, extra helmet that uh, the four which I guess we always figured that even as kids that Panther kind of needed a helmet of some sort because it didn't seem fair that his big old battle cat come on was a big helmet and poor old Panther's got none to predict his noggin so it was always a little unfair I thought that uh, Panther didn't have it but for horsemen in their 2000 or 2000 next line ah the 2000 next line um, classics and classics classics is as well, they incorporated the helmet into class. Because, but it was it was two thousand X we first saw the helmet though. No, it wasn't. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It was classic. Yeah, Sorry, it was you're, just classic. It was just yeah. classic. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, it was just classics. And to see that coming back here now in helmet in 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 one six scale is absolutely stunning. And and Dan, what did you have you, have you seen Panthor in the flesh yet? I have not seen it in person. Um, I I've only seen the photos. I mean, they they we're not shy about hinting that he was coming when we were talking for that, for that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't see the pictures until they, you know, revealed it at decon there. Um, and it's, it's gorgeous, man. It's gorgeous. I did. Um, I did poke them a little bit about if they'd ever flock it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And, and I, and I, I, cause I would love my Panther to be flocked. I don't know how feasible that is on <sighs> something of this scale. I, I I would be worried about like it's probably would be really expensive yeah, yeah, to flock it, oh, and, it and I would also imagine that there's probably potential of it scuffing and scraping really bad, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, but anyway, I do think it looks beautiful. Um, that ram skull helmet is it's never been like a favorite of mine. I don't know, I just a personal taste, but I think it's smart that they included it, and it <laughs> does look really cool. I really like kind of the embellishments with it like i love how big the ram horns look on it it's really cool but i i love all the extra heads they've got too you know because yeah got kind of the, the extra head is a nice on this face 
Yeah, and then the very like ferocious one. And then they've got that they kind of like they did with Battle Cat. They've got a helmet that is like their design, but it's definitely inspired by those smaller 2000X type helmets. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool to see that they created one for Panther. The saber tooth like, helmet. The saber tooth, yeah, the long metal saber teeth look really cool on it's it. It's cool. So, I I uh, I, I, think he's... I think I'd go for that I mean, one. Pixel Dan, I'm curious, why what what about the the ram horns do you not like? Cuz I I, I loved it when I first saw that design for classics. I literally lost my head. I was like, this is the best friggin' thing. It's so cool. I... <laughs> no, that's great. And I'm happy for everybody that loves it. I, I don't know. I, I, I have this weird thing where I, I wrestle with my own emotions about a lot of this stuff because while I consider myself somebody who wants to encourage things to be different and progress and, and not just be exact replicas of the vintage, there are some times when I'm like, well, the vintage one didn't have a helmet, so I don't want mine to have a helmet. <laughs> so, and I think sometimes like I just can't get past my own thought like that. And I don't know, I like Panthor better without a helmet on. Well, so that's, that's just my own personal thing. I guess it, it's, it's so funny. I I asked you that question, and then I just glanced over at my shelf, and my Panthor does not have that helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because how he was so iconic in our minds. It's how we envisioned him in our heads. We've had him on our shelves. As, you know, that's how we saw him without the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I will go for the saber tooth helmet on, on the Mondo one, though. I tell you, I think I might go for it. But the the, the plane head, the head without the helmet, is just so nice as well. It's it's gonna be hard. Yeah, and I. It's funny. I, I like. Let, let's talk about that a little bit because you know when the first He-Man came out, it was very Mondo-fied, right? It had the leather, like mm -hmm. sort of like skirt it it was you know the the um tuna the harness was very chunky and and really over detailed and and the and the face sculpt it just it didn't look like he-man and i think that you know we we have this image in our but that didn't stop any of us from getting it but i think that, you know, <laughs> we have this kind of this uh sort of iconic you know image of classic and like even for me like all my Marvel Legends, like as soon as they come out with one that looks like the like the that very first iconic, like I loved the last lizard that came out, the build a figure lizard that was super beautifully articulated and detailed and all that. And then as soon as one came out looking like it stepped out of the 1960s cartoon, I was like, that's the lizard that's going on my shelf. So it's like there's something about that purity of of when you first saw it, when you first encountered it, and how how much um, leeway you give the designers to sort of make the make those calls i also think mm -hmm. from a designer standpoint as well that we have been you know going hyper details has been around now for quite a while since the 90s everything was hyper hyper detailed and i think it's nice to when something's a little bit more stripped back and bolder and i think you know it's there's definitely you know less is more kind of a thing sometimes because we've been you know you know, because, you know, we grew up in with a, at a time when action figures couldn't have a lot of detail and we kind of craved detail. And then McFarlane comes out and they were giving us all the details like we wanted more and more. And for years, we all collected figures because it had all these great details and details. But I find as is either we're getting older or our, our tastes and because of the amount of things that come out with so many details that when a cleaner, simpler design or representation comes out of our of, of our characters we do gravitate heavily towards it not just for nostalgia but because it just has that lovely clean boldness to it that that i that i think is just mm -hmm. I, I think is quite desirable in a lot of figures as well you know you know like like you know like the the, thund the thundercat 
2000 and the, the, the Thundercats, for instance, or some of the, you know, a lot of the Super 7 stuff, they're going for the that very clean, just clean paint apps that's nice flat colors, but matte and, you know, you know what I'm saying, that that kind of nice clean sure. strip back kind of style, like, just like Ted was on about, you know, there's been tons of really cool aesthetically, far more detailed lizards out there, but you get, get that kind of more bolder, clean, retro look, and we, we seem to really like that these days. I think, I'm not sure what that is, I think that's both taste and the fact that we, we have had a lot of detailed stuff and things like that, but... Right. It's also a nice transition to your favorite Mondo of the year, your favorite 1-6, which is the Revelation Skeletor. Yes. Uh, compared to mine, which was the Shira, which I thought was like, exactly exactly the, the point of contrast that you just outlined. Like, Revelation Skeletor was really bold, really clean, mm-hmm. simple design just truly truly like the best representation of that look and then what i loved about the shira one is all the interesting intricacies of it and how beautiful and detailed all of the stuff that sort of like filled in the gaps in my mind of what a shira what that sort of like you know barbarian woman outfit would look like and and i think it's really cool how how mondo can give us both of those different you know Mm -hmm. directions yeah no i mean he did a cracker job on that one didn't he fairness and, and the rest of the team is with well. Hector and the rest of the gang are quite heavily involved as well so it's lovely design and oh, the yeah, Shira, lovely design sorry that go on the Shira is you know the Shira is beautiful but one thing I want to add to that is like even though she does have this beautiful details and everything in her when you look at her she looks like Shira. It's iconically She-Ra. It's, it's, it's iconic. Like, all of the beats of her classic costume, it's all there. And I think that was part of, like, going back to that first He-Man, he was just a little over-designed for my tastes. And, um, you know, like, they, they took the basics of He-Man, sure, but, like, I don't know, all the over-details of the, the harness and the and the leather and, and all that stuff. Um, plus what Ted said about the, the face. I personally feel that He-Man as the main character is the hardest one to get the likeness right on. He is like, it's very, very specific. And if you are a little bit off, it's not He-Man anymore. It's, it's just some guy. And, um, that's one of the things that even Mattel struggles with. There's so many, so many of the Masterverse figures that just don't look like He-Man to me, you know? And, yeah, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that's one of the things that Mondo really got right with this deluxe He Man is like that looks like He Man, like something about that face. That's He Man's face. And, well, he's got and that cool surfer hair tricky. now as well. At last, you know, you know, at yeah, last he's got that more shaggier hair because it's everyone is so hung up on the hair and with the, that bowl cut hair. And it's because Filmation were lazy. That's why he's got that hair. It's the only reason he's got that hair. I like to see that nothing has changed. Uh, Eamon is still dogging on filmation all these years later. I love it. I, no, you know I love him, but you know I also. Do. I know, I know, I know. But it's just like we're, we're we are slipping into review time. I wanted to cover the upcoming releases, and then we get onto their face. I know, but this oh, is sorry, sorry, no, no. Sorry. This is the way. But this is this is the way it goes when we get, you got three mad fan masters and fanboys and the thing. We can't help it. This is just 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 what we do. But we will get into the. Let's get let's we'll we'll circle back to He-Man and, and She-Ra here. Let's get, get on with the rest of the quick reveals on on quickly on the that were at the decon. After Panthor, yeah. we, we got the Tila. We got they showed us a sketch. Uh, it looks like Emiliano Saint Lucia's art of Tila. Now it doesn't show any accessories with her and stuff, but you know it looks like it's on the same Tila or the same book as She-Ra. I would say I would imagine it's probably the same book as She-Ra anyway, right? Um, and you know it looks it's a lovely look at looking design. Lovely looking design. What do you think of this one, Ted? I, I'm obsessed. I mean, look, I I love Tila. She I, I Shira 
inches out over Tila for me. Um, but if they and when they do Evelyn, I'm a dead man. Because uh, <laughs> Evelyn is my number one. She is she has always been my favorite character. I love her so much. I cannot wait to see what Amando Evelyn looked like in this line. Yeah, it's gonna be very exciting. I mean, I hope I hope this. Do you think this Tila is gonna come with her headpiece and snake stuff, Dan? I think so. I would say she. I might think it's. I think it's very possible. Yeah, like you said, that this doesn't really show any accessories, and that's likely just because um, they're saving some stuff to reveal. They just wanted to show us that they were doing her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I think it's very, very possible that multiple heads. Right? I wouldn't be surprised. If, like, they, it looks like the head that they've got here is sort of like, sort of inspired by the vintagey, but it's it looks more of a ponytailish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but the, I wonder. Like the... Uh, um, like the design in in the the record uh, book from uh, Point Red, like it's kind of like a hybrid hair up with a ponytail. Yeah, right, right. So it makes me wonder if we'll get another head sculpt that's got like the little skull cap on that the snake armor would fit over, and uh, you know maybe even one that just has the straight up bun on top, like filmationy styled. So it'll and, be interesting. Maybe one, maybe one with half of her head shaved off and like. Ah. <laughs> that's cool. Do it, do Everybody's it. Everybody's favorite version of Tila. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, we, uh, well, when we get onto it, when we get onto the Revelation, we'll hopefully we'll talk about some stuff on that on, on, on that on that front as well. Because sure, Dan, you were talking the other day, and it, 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 it what what did what did Bob say to you about this? We've said that we might, you know, that this this. Well, let's let's mention that we actually get to the Revelation Skeleton. Sorry, I am getting ahead of myself here. Beastman, <laughs> Beastman is is Beast like Man not, is insane. Yeah, I mean, how big is he gonna be? Man, well, I mean, we know Battle Cat's coming, and he's huge, but now we're thinking, like, in context of, like, uh, this dude's going to be so much bigger, right? He's got to be so much bigger than, like, He-Man and Skeletor on our shelves, and just looking at this image, like, it's insane, that big hunched back there where he's kind of got lean, leaning forward a little Mass. bit, those longer arms. Like, this is going to be, like, it's got to be entirely new, like, um... Tooling. Like an entirely new sculpt, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's totally. not going to reuse the same bodies as the others. They might get away with the abs, maybe, or something. But yeah, that whole, whole hunch, big, massive, massive back in the, the his, his hands. I love his hands. I love his dangly hands. I love my beastman with kind of dangly, kind of beastie hands. I love that. And he's got those cool um, gladiator nods to the gladiator stuff as well. His um, knuckle dusters that he has, got a kind of claws on the knuckle dusters. That's really leaning into his original, original sketch art design on the on the toy as well. It's just really nice to see. It's it's cool. Those spikes are nice and chunky. He's just he's just cool. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I wonder if 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 he was. I wonder would he come out. See, he might be simple because he's so big. He may not come with a lot of extra heads and things like that. But I wonder if he was coming with extra head. What head would he get? I wonder. A redhead, an old makeupless head. I wonder. Ted, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Get an extra head. Do you think of an extra head for Beastman there. I think. I mean, look. There's, you know, there's maybe an all an all red version. I don't. I don't know what what other head he would come with, except maybe expression wise. Yeah, expressions. Closed yeah. Closed mouth, maybe. Um, but he's he's perfect. Like he's absolutely perfect. Like it, it's what Dan said earlier about She-Ra. Like, yeah, it's all ornamented and there's really cool stuff, but it's Beastman. I mean, there's no question about the way the way he looks. That is, he is the iconic Beastman. Yeah. Look at those colors. I know Look at those colors. Yeah, yeah. He's, if they he's make so bright, that, if they make that vibrant, I, I mean, honestly, that's that's exactly what we all hope for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We love those bright, bold colors. He's absolutely amazing. And then finally, they revealed to us. Oh, that's not. That's not that. Which one? They revealed to us. Orko. 
Oh no no no! We got one more. No, we got one more. We got oh, we got the big one. Will the big one? Actually, no. Let's do Orko first. Now down to the second one. Yeah. So Orko and with this Orko, there looks like they're going to give us four heads. You know, uh, one that looks like he's casting some spells with magic, so his eyes are completely blanked out, and uh, or maybe that's just a side profile of the head. No, that's just a side profile. Of the head. And then like a more standard cartoon with expression, his eyes wide. And then oddly enough. <laughs> An unmasked Orko. I'm not sure how I feel about unmasked Orko. I don't ever. I did. I didn't need to see Orko unmasked, but he was unmasked in the show once, right? Or was he ever unmasked? Well, no, we never saw him in the show. The first time we saw him unmasked was in the the Art of book, right? There was that the 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 little the insert page in the Art of book that had the cell of Orko unmasked. That was the first official re reveal of what Orko looked like under under his hat. Am I am I crazy on that one? I, I think you're right. I think you're right. That sounds right to me. And and I'm kind of with Eamon, though. I don't know if I ever really needed to see Orko unmasked. It's a bit weird. <laughs> it's Gro a bit weird. Also... Getting Grogu vibes as well. Yeah, totally right. It, it's Grogu, also that thing, yeah. like, you know, you've you've built the mystery for so long that the second you see it, nothing, nothing will will satisfy you oh, yeah. to see. Right. Like there's there's not like the monster in your mind is so much bigger and scarier than when you finally see the monster. Right. So and the same thing that you've romanced Orko's look for years. And when you finally see it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he would look like. without that. <laughs> 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 then, then it's kind of like, yeah, all right. It's kind of like seeing the face of a Jawa. Don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Wanna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I do think it's really fun that we're doing. We're getting Orko though. No, no, he's I brilliant. Look, he's, he looks. Yeah, sorry, we're being yeah. being a negative there. He's he's actually really. He's he's an excellent design. He's he looks amazing. Because he's got that same silhouette. He he hasn't gone for an over stylized thing. It's, it's so easy for everyone to go go Orko into that more kind of hyper um, magic the gathering kind of vibe when it's so easy to slip him into that kind of arena. Which 2002 did a little bit. But what I love about this Orko here. Uh -huh. It's it's very like the silhouette is distinctively his kind of more shorter self. He's it's really 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 good. Again, this is Emiliano's design, I believe. Again, it's just it's it's very Orko, and it's re if you're gonna go Orko, you know, go Orko. You know, you don't need to overly make him get. And he still has plenty of cool embellishments, but you know, some yeah, I think the 2000X maybe pushed his design a little bit too far. This this is brilliant, I think, absolutely. I think it took the best elements of 2000X. It took that the the sort of like that mid torso tunic cut that yeah. it has, yeah. and, the, and almost like the little like the the belt with all the little potions and things like that, which I love. I love a, a mage to have, you know, magic potions at the ready. You know, a hat that opens up that is your you know bottomless thing that you can reach into your head and pull whatever. That's cute and it works really great on a cartoon for kids. As we look at Motu through the lens of of adult collectors. Something about having a fantasy mage character have, you know, potions at the ready or, or powders or whatever around them. They're sort of like belt. I love that. That's very D&D for me, and I, I'm really into that idea. And I also love that it has a little bit of, like, the scarf has a little bit of that sort of, like, it, it's not such a perfect, you know, muffle around his face. It, it has a little bit of fluidity, a little bit of life, which I loved about the 2000X design and which I think we incorporated a little bit into Revelation is bringing that kind of like fluidity to Orko's cape a little bit. It, it As a character who floats, you want to have a little bit of that, that train of movement to oh, yeah. it. And I did a really good job uh, translating that in this, this design. Absolutely yeah. lovely. I yep. agree. I agree. You know, it's as much as I love 
the Four Horsemen's like redesigns from the 2000s line, the 2000 next series. Uh, Orko having like a knee sculpted yeah. into him yeah. was so weird to me. Always, you like you remember that that sculpt? That's had, like, right. A yeah, knee yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of it. It was like, getting, he was no a bit too much. He was, was just pushed knee. a bit too far, I thought. He was nice, but just yeah. pushed too far. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Give him a little, yeah, this little, one looks great. Yeah. I'm excited for him. I wonder what kind of a little heel. He's going to obviously come with a little hovery base, won't he? So I'm wondering what he's going to come with. I don't know, he'll come with a flight stand, of course, but I'm just wondering. Honestly, I would, I would love it to be a very simple flight stand. Same. I don't need a cloud, a blue I cloud. I don't want yeah. a blue cloud. No blue yeah. cloud. Keep it. <laughs> Clean and simple, just a flat, clear disc and a clear post. That's all I need. I don't need all the, the you know, stuff. I don't need it. That's one, that's one of those things that's, like, since the 2000X line, Mattel's been putting a blue cloud underneath all of their Orco figures, and I don't get it. Like, he's never had blue clouds underneath him before. It's, kind of like it's, it's, it's so disappointing because the origin Orco is a gorgeous figure, and it has that awful blue cloud. Yeah, it's so and it's massive. It's like it's huge. It's like the size of three orcos. <laughs> no need, just no need. All right, and finally, I mean the 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 reveal, the kill all reveals, of course, a Skeletor, and in and in the way that we got, um, He Man comes with like mm-hmm. three different looks. We get a Skeletor here with three different looks, and oh my god, this is. This is some purpley bluey goodness right here, man. Bring it, just just bring it, just all over me. It's absolutely, yeah. it's just awesome. What, what Dan, yeah. talk to me, tell me. What, well, we got his his version of the battle armor is included, but also we get Dragon Blaster Skeletor, <sighs> which means we're gonna get an awesome little dragon creature that's gonna sit on his back. And too, he's proper like, creeping over his shoulder too, as well, like a oh, proper dragon. Man. Yeah, you see how like his hand is like yeah. grasping onto his shoulder, and he's like just pe- oh man, I can't wait to see how that thing like actually articulates and like what the paint deco looks like and everything on that. I'm I'm really excited for that. Super cool, so cool. And yeah, I- that, was, that was my biggest sort of like um, disappointment with the classics Dragon Blaster Skeletor is is the the, the dragon just it just they could have done so much more with that kind of, you know, it's idea. It's getting too far back a... on the back. It's not forward enough. This is a little, what is the, the dragon's uh-huh. head is alongside Skeletor's head. It's over his shoulder, you know? Well, I, I remember yeah. that being a big topic of discussion when that figure came out, because instead of making him look like a real cool, creeping dragon coming over his shoulder, it looked more like, I mean, like it, it was one of those instances where they went, they leaned way more into the vintage toy design, so it looks like a dragon toy sitting on its back. It's got those big teeth clasped together, and and yeah. There is some lovely embellishments on that belt, man. Look at that Skeletor belt, man. Because it was always kind of an eagerly kind of... Well, what kind of a motif was it on his belt at all? It was kind of this abstract kind of almost eagle head or something, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like a, another, maybe it yeah. was another ram head, but it's, I'm loving the extra embellishments on there on the like the Roman is skirt. That? Sorry, is it a dinosaur, a snake? Yeah, I, I can't. My the, the images are quite low res here that I'm looking at. I can't, I can't quite make. It looks like a an, an a, a bird like a of bird some, to me too. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like a turtle to me, and I know a it's turtle. not. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it's not a turtle, but it looks like Toka. Like it's you Toka. Know, yeah, it's he's Toka. got Toka on his belt. Well, that's all I can see now. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also he's got the lovely look at the horde symbols on his greaves and his leg greaves as well. That that's really nice. 
That's a lovely horde design as well. It's quite nice and baracky looking. It's like, oh, that's nice. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. And I'm There's also... a strong chance he's going to replace the other Skeletor on my shelf for behind because I've got right now I've got one one shelf that's got the new He-Man, the new She-Ra, and then the first Skeletor just kind of, with the Alcala head mm -hmm. like together. This Skeletor is for sure going <laughs> to go in there, I think. I, I, what, I, sorry, Tech. What they've done with Skeletor's hood, like I, I honestly, one of the things that I I really really I, I struggle with is this kind of like bonnet uh, idea of like Skeletor's hood so tight against his his face, and so much of that, you know, even on the new um, Masterverse line for the 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 40th anniversary two pack, like yeah. the 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 hood is so close to Skeletor's face, and it's like I love a little bit of that hood draping down and hitting his uh, his you know. Mm -hmm. uh, is like sh top of his shoulders, like showing like the shroud over him, and I feel like like people miss the fact that it's 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 like a death shroud yeah. over a skull, and it's not like a tight little bonnet. Like and and that was my when I first saw on Toy Fair magazine the cover of uh, Toy Fair that revealed the classic uh... Skeletor. I remember feeling so disappointed because I was like, oh man, there's no room under his jaw for the hood it's so tight around his head and it, it just made me sad i was like oh man i really wanted that you you and you like that kind of like it's it's it got a that it's got a little peak on it as well there but you, you probably you, you like <laughs> maybe that's why i love the filmation design because it does have that shroud and it feels like like in filmation's design the the hood connects to his tunic or his yeah. his harness and i always love that idea like to me that makes that makes sense yeah. as opposed to just sort of like hovering hood because what I liked about we liked about a lot of the original Masters of the Universe, like ten or whatever it was, the ten or twelve ones that came out, you know, they were all based on you know stuff that people could wear in medieval times. Nothing was that far removed from reality. So yep. that's so you know that's that's what I kind of like about the the designs. And then you know you take that and you kind of push designs a little bit further. And I was like, I'm just looking away at this thing. It's, it's glorious. I can't wait to see proper like prototype pics of that but that soon of this thing soon I mean his face looks a bit quite gnarly here as well doesn't it I mean he's got that um, very uh, pointed chin going on there as well so which you know I, I, again it's very hard for me to make up you know, I'm, I'm cool don't worry I'm, I'm very cool with it but it's very you know it's it's. I, I dare say this is one of maybe a few head scalps, head scalps that might come with it maybe you think you know, in the same way they give us different tiaras with She-Ra they, they might give us different face plates for Skeletor maybe oh that's cool yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I mean, He-Man had several. Well, he, yeah, yeah. So we, I, I mean, it's like I, I mean, I would argue to not bother with the the vintage heads. To be honest, for me, I, I like I would never put a vintage head on this figure. I think it's a nice thingy, but I, I honestly just think it's, for me, it's a bit of a waste. I don't see the need for have the vintage heads because I would, I would, I would just never do it. I prefer the the money to be used in another aspect, another you know face plate or, or something, something like something like that. You see, you know, these, these are modern takes. We have you know that are more more kind of modern takes based on classic designs, and we kind of want that, you know. But you know, give us. I mean, if some folks love the, the putting the older heads on there, maybe I guess you know you saw that with the last Mondo Skeletor. You know, a lot of people did put that old vintage head. And like you said, Dan, it worked very well on the, the, the MOTBs ones or whatever they're called. Yeah, the Motubi, it looks great. Motubi, but yeah. I, I really don't like them for the standard ones. I think they look out of place, yeah. personally. Yeah. They just they look like toy heads on like a realistic body. Yeah. It's weird. It's a bit jarring. So. That's, and I, I think what I wish they did, and and I, I may actually do it as I sit here holding my, my vintage-style He-Man head from the new, the new one. Yeah. Um, what I may do 
is I may do like paint his eyes so that they're they feel more realistic. I may give the hair some, you know, some depth, do a brown wash and then a, a light highlight dry brush on it. And I may do that just to, just to see if the idea of including a vintage designed head, but in a contemporary sort of paint scheme would work. I think that that's a that's a better or a more holistic idea than just including a head that looks like it just came right off the toy. See, I'm not sure head. about that because I that vintage head is very squat, and because it was for a more squat figure. But, I, but, 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 but <laughs> what, what I think is you you you, you but regardless, even if it is squat a little bit, it's still quite a detailed head sculpt. You know, his lips are quite defined, his jawline is there, his, his, you know, everything is quite still clear on there. And I think what happens when you take that small head and you do blow it up. It softens all those details out, you see, yeah. I, in, in, in my opinion. Because if you do, like, the vintage soft head He-Man, you do get in and you do, look, those facial features, the bags under his eyes, the creases around his eyes, you know, the way his lips are defined, his felt trim, that's all very heavily defined in, in that vintage figure. But when you start blowing that things up, I think that's the thing wrong. I think you can definitely do that. But you you need to go back into that, that scan and, I think, stretch it out and pull around with and push push in some of those details for it to work in my opinion that is my opinion ted other opinions are available <laughs> as i study this figure this head as you're talking you are correct <laughs> <laughs> when you're right you're right well, I'm literally looking at it while you were talking, and I was like, "Eh, he's right." <laughs> that's the same thing, but it is you pick up your vintage He-Man head, and that thing is sweet, man. That is a lovely head sculpt, and I think that's where everyone tries to go, and they take that and they try to blow it up, and that's just oh. where it goes wrong, in my opinion. So you, you, it needs to be done, 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 done to scale. But we can swing straight into now, actually. Actually, hold on, let me take a note. Actually, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a quick note word from our sponsor. Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. Right, and I'm going to take this opportunity now for us to swing back and actually get talk about the actual three figures we we got to get on because the clock is a ticking, lads. But you know, this is what it's like when you get three fans on. We could be talking for ages. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we better get on because I know folks have got stuff to do. Dan, you got to get to a match tonight, I believe, don't you? I do. Yes. Do, do, yes. do, do, you, do you have to like get? Do you have to like go like work out and kind of pump up and stuff like that before you do anything I, like that? I, I, I at least need to do some stretching, probably some yoga, just to kind of loosen up and everything before I go out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, well, good yeah don't, don't, don't dislocate your biceps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh God! By the way, listeners, I am I am nursing a a a, a, a ripped bicep. I was lifting a box of the toy, and I'm not going to tell you what toy, listeners. But it was a heavy box, and I was lifting it awkwardly, and I managed to rip my bicep right off my elbow. And just, ping, it just pinged right up. But it's like, yo, man, I'm hard. Yo, man, I was lifting heavy toys. I tore my bicep, yo. I can act really hard about it. <laughs> you know? So, there you go. Right. It's so tough. I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore, lads. I'm still rocked <laughs> on. I'm straight. I'm only half an hour back from the emergency room as well, listeners. I'd like to point that out, so... You know, this is for the cause. It's for the love of the Eternia, man. For Eternia. Yeah. You flipping love it. All right. Well, we're going to go go straight in. Let's let's get in. We 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 were talking about Shira and we were talking about He-Man, but we're also going to talk about the lovely Revelations killed her as well. But let's kick it off because the first one that actually came out. I've already discussed Shira on the last episode of the Hot Toy Cast. So go back to episode sixty-eight to hear my review. I'll you know I'll happily skip over it again. But people have already heard me gush about this figure already. Everyone knows I absolutely love it. But Ted. What did you think of this figure? Tell you you got your Shira and tell tell us about it. What do you think? I um again I was very very surprised to see this. Uh, I first found out about it at PowerCon 2021 with everybody else. Uh, <laughs> I was literally walking through the aisles, got to the Mondo booth, I was like, oh, oh my god, they're doing Revelation. Because you <laughs> love Shira, don't you? I mean, you are a particularly big Shira fan yourself, aren't you? Oh my god, yes, Shira. I mean, like. Honest, honestly, it's it's really tied He-Man to She-Ra um, for me in terms of like my number one. I, I think I think She-Ra was the better written television show in filmation era. I think that it, there was more complexity of character. I liked the 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 stakes in in a in a way that were Masters of the Universe. You know, in 130 episodes, the stakes kind of reset every episode, and yeah. they they never really it never really progressed to something that was truly almost insurmountable whereas Shira, the stakes to liberating an entire planet and and saving one kingdom at a time like that that really it echoed for me and and every time the horde gained territory whether it took over kingdom of snows or whether you know like it, it was there was a real a real you know battle there and you know the that i loved that aspect of it that was a real root for my my sort of like love for fantasy uh and adventure was that show um and that figure like i have a lot of different Shiraz. I have almost every Shira that's been ever been made. And that Mondo is kind of like the culmination of like every single Shira. I mean as as a Shira fan and you, you probably have a big big collection of the vintage ones as well, you know, and this one comes with a lot of little vintagey bits as well. I mean you must you must you must be happy about that. did you buy two to, to get those extra looks. Yeah, in fact what I was actually really disappointed that we never got to get that sort of like vintage toy look in the classics line, um, and uh, or and, and when they did the Masterverse uh, She-Ra that came out, that she was very much in the same like sort of like filmation esque design, and and I, I kind of like there's something about that that vintage toy while it's very impractical for a woman to run around with those, that giant headdress on. There is something <laughs> interesting to that design, and I think Mondo executed it flawlessly. The fact that you get that little that little attachment of bangs that hangs down over her face. Yeah, it's under- lovely. Oh my god, it looks so good. And there's like there's aspects of the to- of the toy design, whether it's in that sort of like that that radial fan design in her in her knee guards, or you know like all that stuff. I just it looks so elegant. They give her they give you the the other belt, the toy designed belt to go on there. Like they really thought about it, and it's like I, I can I can design her in two different ways. Like I have the the doll that they came out with, um, the the Shira doll that was a PowerCon exclusive. Uh, both of them that were PowerCon. One was this Comic Con. The big massive box. And, 
Yeah. The big one, the big one. And I, I have that first one in her filmation design. And then they ha I have the, the uh, um, Starburst She-Ra in her, you know, toy design. And I just like, I love the way, I love the way they look. And I love that she has such, you know, it's rare for a single character to have two iconic looks where instantly you look at them and you know who it is. And the fact that She-Ra has two such iconic looks is really, really, it's awesome. Isn't that one of those things that's kind of funny too when you think about it? Like, because that's exactly how it is with She-Ra. Like, the toy design was its own thing, and then there was the filmation design, which is what we were watching on TV. And you think about that, like, when you're kids, weren't you watching that going, how come my toy doesn't look like it does on the cartoon? Why is it so different? So you I spend all the. Character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You could say that with every filmation character, basically. But you spend all that time going, I wish I had a toy that looked like she does on TV. So then when that finally happens, it's really exciting. But then you start hitting this point where you're like craving <laughs> that vintage toy design again. Exactly and you're right. like, why won't they do that again? <laughs> Oh, right. It's all right. I mean, I have a custom because, like, you know, the 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 classics figure came with um came with the 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 toy um you know tiara with the big yeah. wings on the side of the head, and then they released the new adventures Shira, which was a character that didn't exist in the past, but they you know uh, Nate Barch designed this great new adventure Shira, and he right. took the torso design of the original toy, and it looks amazing. So I I you know I kit bashed a very simple toy design She-Ra, but it would have been it would have been like the easiest thing in the world for Mattel to release a two-pack of She-Ra versus Catra as they looked in their in their vintage I stuff. I know, that would have been so cool. Yeah, Catra's another one. Very yep. different looks between the two things. And and yeah, the vintage look is fantastic. I love that too about this Mondo one. I, I agree with what Ted said. Just like the, the swapping of parts was so fun to do. Mm -hmm. When I was shooting her, I was having a blast taking all these photos of her and her different looks. And I just thought she was so gorgeous. Um, one of the areas that I struggled with and it's clear in my video that I struggled with it, was the cape. Mm -hmm. okay. um, yeah. The cape was very unclear the proper way to attach it. And while I was putting it on, I ran into some issues of like really scratching up the back of the figure yeah, and like yeah, yeah. putting those black lines, black streaks on her. So it was like scaring me. And I kind of just settled on where to clip them, which ended up being wrong. So of course, you know, everybody's got to make sure I know that I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell you you're wrong. You won't tell you you're oh, right, man. you gotta tell you you're wrong. <laughs> You, but it's got, where is it supposed to go? Because I put it exactly where you told me to put it. So where I put it <laughs> works fine, but there's up on the shoulders, there are right like um, leather straps there's, there's between two, the shoulder pad. Two little like slots on that sh uh, up on the shoulders on that armor that looks too small for those clasps. Hold and on, that's why go. I was scared to put them there. But you can fit those clasps through there, and it does sit just a little bit better on her it if does. you do it that it does, way. It does. You so, gotta really press them in there, though, man. It's kind of throwing your fingers. Yeah, and really that's why them. I was scared. I was scared to do it, to be perfectly honest. Bend out the wire like, a little bit before you do it as well. Just bend out yeah. the wire, or the, you'll see it. It's like a little hook wire. You need to bend that out just a little bit and really press it down in there. Yeah. So that was really my only like nitpick or complaint, if you call it that. Like I was a little like. Like, oh, I wish there was something that kind of explained better how this cape was supposed to attach or, or something like that, and that I, I wasn't scratching up my figure while doing it. Otherwise, now that it's all on there and it's set up, I love the wiring in the cape. I love how you can, like, really pose that you cape. You really into, can. It's great. Oh, it's so fun God. to do, oh, too. God, and you guys just changed my life. You guys just changed my life. Did, oh, did you do it? Did you switch the cape? I just did it now. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, so I, I know I wasn't alone because a lot of people were struggling with that cape. It wasn't just me. So um, once I figured out how to do it the right way, I, I did my best to like post pictures online so everybody could see it. <laughs> I was like, look, here, try this. Um, but it's, it's, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. But she's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, no, so she, beautiful. She, she, She's she's lovely. The only the only my my only criticism was is that I wish the skirt had been a softer, more pliable plastic, just yeah, to get a little sure. bit more forward and backwards sure. on those legs. Because you can you can widen her legs relatively well enough, but just a bit more forward and backward stances would have been kind of cool. I like you know getting yeah because it's kind of got that triangular cut coming down in the front, so yeah. it kind of hinders the thighs coming forward a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just that. And it was the same problem I had with the Hordak as well. Just again, the skirt is just made of a, a very unforgiving plastic, and it's just I, I do like getting a little bit more, sometimes a wider stance on a figure and stuff. But she is glorious. She is glorious. And we're going to move quickly on now to her twin brother. Ah, and of course this is round two for this He-Man. And you know, I'm someone who actually I, I genuinely did like that last He-Man figure as well. I, I, I was for me it's a barbarian He-Man. It was just a taken He-Man. I quite liked it. Did not like his hairdo one bit, but for me, his the kind of the, the kind of Schwarzenegger face that he was going for, I was like, cool. This is a kind of a more barbarian thingy he man, and I I just I just dug it, you know. But you know, sure, there was always in the back of my head, it's like, well, I'd still like you know a, a more vintage looking style he man, and oh, lo and behold, here we come along. Three years later, I believe actually, three years after we got that mm-hmm. that, that original Mondo figure, we get a new updated he man. And he's just absolutely glorious. He's absolutely glorious. Um, you know, he's, he comes. He comes with his, his shield. He comes with a. He comes with a shield. That's the same as shield as before. I will say that. I would have liked more. You know, because they they went to the trouble of giving us a brand new power sword, and it's lovely. I actually really liked the last power sword too. I thought just it was a cool design of a power sword. But this is cool. This is very much the Alcala mini comic looking original power sword. It's very. It's got the gaps in between it and stuff like that, which is far more. I saw a whole thing about swords on YouTube and it was a whole thing video about like the practicality of the various He-Man swords 2000X huh. the 2000X sword came out last of course because practically as a design sword but it was just a really because it's insane because it's just it's just like it's, the guy called it the crab sword he's <laughs> like it's like what and, and then the fact it was really thin in the middle right down the middle where it meets the crossbars it was really thin so it was like yeah. how, would, how would this even handle and sometimes but it was just yeah. and the, the, whereas this sword they gave it the highest score they said that the practicality of the gaps and the way the cross guards come up around that actually has a functional quality to it whereas another oh, nice. iter, in other iterations it's purely decorative it was same with the same with the the cross guards on the movie sword. It's they they don't really serve much of a purpose. They're purely decorative. So the movie sword and the filmation sword weren't that great, and uh, this one kind of came on top. But oddly, the one that came out even higher up was the new adventure sword. He rated that slightly more practical because you could do the more things. sword. Well, because it has a grip in the middle of the cross guard for some reason, you, there's actually okay. more more guarding and more maneuvers you could do. I could get the. Yeah, I could go. It's a, bit, <laughs> it's a bit anal, to be fair, but it was just this random video popped up on my YouTube feed. It was all about He-Man's, the various iterations of He-Man swords and their practical applications. But this one kind of came out relatively higher than most. And uh, anyway, sorry, going on. It's a lovely sword. It's a really nice sword. He comes with a dagger. <laughs> he comes with a nice removable, like his old school dagger from the old original mini comics. He comes with a dagger. You can strap onto his furry boots. Actual furry boots, you know. I would have liked maybe a little bit of leather on those boots, to be honest. Maybe just some leather straps would have been nice. Just a little extra kick. But they look brilliant. The paint work is on it is, is lovely. Lovely new design of the harness. It's, you know, this one gave me the feels. It gives you the feels. But what it also gives you is is the feels in all the other ways. He comes with a full Thunder Punch armor. And by full Thunder Punch armor, you come with different gauntlets. You come with a different sword. It's the same shape sword as the, 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 the gold translucent, or I call it the jelly belly sword. 
and jelly belly sword. It's you know it's the, gold, it's the gold kind of translucent sword. He comes with a kind of a punching effect. You can attach, you know, you move the fist, you mm, punch, punch mm. it on that, which is really cool. But it's like a, but it's a full thunder punch armor down to the backpack, the redness, and this is just cool. And you put the gauntlets and put him in full battle thunder punch, armor, and it's just oh yeah, it rocks. It's got the big, giant, weirdly shaped shield, too, and a cap ring yeah, that plugs into it. Yes, yeah. the shield is huge. It's, it's a bit insane. too thick, I have to say. It could have been a bit thinner, but yeah, it's flipping amazing, this thing. I could waffle on about ages. Go ahead, Anyway, Dan, you take over. What does this, this He-Man? I, I love him, too. I, I, uh, mine, mine turned out great, and I know... Ted, like... oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Just a quick, sorry. Dan, just a quick... Ted, you've got, you've just got yours. Crack him open. Start opening him up while, you're, while Dan's talking. So... I, I, that's exactly what I was doing. As oh. you were talking, I oh, was brilliant. playing with him. Uh, mine came out fine. Uh, I'm very, very grateful. Uh, he works great. Uh, I literally just put him in his battle armor, and he looks... So good. Yeah. <laughs> that battle armor is fantastic. Okay, that battle good. armor is amazing. T- take her away, yeah. Dan. Sorry, I tripped you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad Ted said that his was good because I, I do think it's worth mentioning. I know there's been some some QC stuff with the the torso and everything, which is definitely a shame to see. And I'm glad that Mondo's doing what they can to rectify that for everybody. I was also lucky that mine seems fine. I haven't had any issues with mine yet, um, and I I think he's wonderful like i i love everything about him basically those separate armors are so good that battle armor that ted was just putting on is so so cool and i like too because it it looks like it adds a little bit of extra bulk to he-man yeah which just really gives you that like vintage feel like i i really like that um one of the aspects of that that i was kind of surprised by when i got it is that they chose to do the emblem on there as a magnetic piece cool. so like it you can yeah, so you can pop on the normal clean one, or then you can take that off and you can stick on one that's got scratches on it to kind of do the battle armor, battle damage thing, which is a really fun idea. And the magnet seems to work good, so I don't feel like I'm going to like bump it or it's going to fall off or anything in, in my shelf, which is really nice. Um, that Thunder Punch armor is insane. It's absolutely it? insane. Absolutely it's brilliant. one of those, you know, because that's just one of those like crazy vintage toy variants, right? Like you look at that as like just one of those fun gimmicky classic he-man action figures thinking about taking that outfit and putting it on this like highly detailed collectible figure like this just makes you like it just looks so cool it's amazing how good it works yeah and and, like the first time i put all that red on him i was like he looks so cool and then you add that fist with the lightning effect the burst coming off of it you pose him and like you give him the angry face and you have him like rearing back to punch with his thunder punch and it's like oh my god this is so cool looking he was so much fun to photograph when i got him out that that i'm really having a hard time deciding like do i display him like that or do i put him in the battle armor because i think those are my two favorite looks for this figure but it's it's awesome. I love them. You see, when I get these figures, I, I purposely avoid looking at any of your review, any reviews. I because the whole my my Mike is because uh, you, you are a professional reviewer. I am not a professional reviewer. I just do this podcast <laughs> and stuff like that. No, I get that. You know, I get you, that. You know, and and and, and, and so for me, the, the the kick for me is I do it live on o- opening, and I have no idea what I'm getting. So I, I, I I've, see, I've, seen, <laughs> no, the, I've seen, seen the preview pictures, and that's generally it because I know it's going to be awesome. And I get and you hear me spazzing out and stuff. Like that. I lost my shit. Pardon my French boys and girls. That's my one curse. I will not beat that. I'm allowed one. Uh, when I saw the magnets popping on the the, the chest of, of the battle, I was like, yeah. "Oh, that is!" I was not expecting that. It was just so cool, and just like you said, the battle, uh, the the thunder punch action is absolutely brilliant. Ted, 
Like you must be gushing over this too, man. He's he's just absolutely stunning. I think that there's you know there's something about this this fix. First of all, everything that was wrong with the first version they fixed. Like it, it's immediately like, they fixed. I actually don't have a love for Thunder Punch uh, for the for the the look. I don't That's love FEMA. that armor. I know I don't love that armor. Of all the the He Man armors over the years, it is the one that I like the least. I like the power of Thunder Punch He Man. I like the idea that that there is a a you know a, a powerful you know cat based uh, assault on your on your bad guys. But I, I and and I actually and here's here's where the flip is. I actually think that the Flying Fist power is so stupid but i love that armor i love the way that flying fist armor looks that was Um, my favorite vintage he-man as a kid because he was so shiny (laughs) you love that shiny dan you love it and i like that to me that that's 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 where like i'm flipping i think thunder punch you know armor looks dumb but the but the power is cool i think the power for flying fist is dumb but i think the armor looks cool so but looking at this like it actually makes me kind of like it a little bit like to your point dan like the red like it's actually kind of striking on this guy. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's really bold. Yeah. He's just he's just he gives me the feels, man. He gives me the feels. I have a lot of red on my on my shelf right now because thank you, Dan. Now my Shira cape is completely unfurled yeah. and it is, you know, amazing. And then I have yeah. the yeah. No, what you do? What you do? You put that is now, Ted. You come along, make lots of S's on the bottom of her cape. Lots of S's. Curl it all <laughs> in because you can really punt, punt, squish it all in, but make nice smooth S's and U's at the bottom. It too. makes me. It makes me sad that the Hordak cape isn't wired because I'm looking at the Hordak cape and I'm like, man, I wish that was wired. Oh yeah, because it just kind of hangs straight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but man, that that He Man, I'm just like, he's so beautiful. I actually, um, there's a part of me that wishes that the dagger was actually held by a by a magnet. The 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 black sort of elastic on it, um, you know, where where it fits the best is literally right over the the fur and. Yeah think that like mm, having having the black elastic on it just kind of stands out a well, little bit no, like, ted, ted what you do there is now you come along and you listen to old neddy here and he'll he'll get you through that please what, tell me sir all right what, what we're going to do here now ted is full irish accent <laughs> for you what you do ted is you really take that elastic uh, you really ride it up right under the lion cloth push it right oh. down under the line cloth there's there's quite a lot of length to that line cloth and you push that elastic right up under the line cloth oh. and it'll hide it'll hide the strap and it's just hanging there now and it's actually quite secure you guys you guys are really changing my life today <laughs> <laughs> i knew you get something out of it there you go and, and of course it's got furry shorts come as the first team we've ever had with actual furry shorts yeah yeah. So how good He's is that? Great. How good is that? So but, so let me ask, are, um, how, are you guys displaying him with the power sword or the battle axe? Uh, well, um, I, I would have preferred a new battle axe, to be honest, because I already have that battle axe loads of times because it came with the faker, it came with the last He-Man, and sure, I, I think sure. the version of it came with the Skeletor as well with a ball on it and stuff like that. So I would have liked a new battle axe, but my, the one criticism I have of the figure is, is the, the fact there's nowhere to put anything on his back. And that's slightly yeah. to me. And so I would have yeah. loved some because for me, I love having He-Man's axe on his back when he has got the sword, or vice versa. You know, so I would just a little, just a little, yeah. right. The first, the first He-Man had a sheath he for did. his exactly. power sword, yeah. so that's and I, I kind of, I, I mentioned that that this one doesn't have anywhere to put a sword, and that is a bit of a, of a bummer. But um, I've got mine in the battle armor right now, and so he's holding the battle axe yeah, because yeah. to me the axe and the battle armor oh, seem like you have to have that. Like they go, they go together, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like absolutely. I feel like he's 
Yeah, so that's the way I've got mine posed currently. I just feel stylistically I, that axe is just a little bit off compared to the, the sword and the battle armor. It's just a little bit, you know, it's just... I completely agree with you, Dan. I do I do connect the battle armor with the battle axe, but I have She-Ra up there with her sword, and I just have them crossing swords right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm going to I'm gonna have to keep... Because he looks the best in the battle armor, but uh, having having the two of them there with their swords crossed is kind of kind of perfect for me. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's great. There you go. Right, guys, the clock is against us now, so we better get, we better get it moving. And it's the final thing. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Ted take this way because Ted is you know Ted is the man here, and and I'm you know. Am I? When did that happen? And it just it's, well, it, it, just it, now. It, you were just. It's, it's been gradually okay. happening, Ted. You know, it's one of those <laughs> slow, progressive things that happens. Over, I've never been the man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, use the man on now, man. Uh, this is my f- action figure of the year. Oh, actually, no, it was my. What did I have? Uh, I was really, I was really gratuitous. I wasn't because I genuinely think so. The Death Dealer from Mezco was my favorite action figure of the year. I f- absolutely love that. We do discuss higher end figures on on this podcast. And just a quickly introduction our normal normality. The Death Dealer from Mezco is my favorite action figure of the year. But what I'm talking about is a figure that blew my mind away and is my second favorite action figure of the year. And it is the Mondo Revelation Skeletor. And Ted, you must be as executive producer of said Revelation TV show, still hiring on Netflix, and we're in imminently and anticipating the second chapter, big chapter that was just Revolution. Can't wait, Ted, can't wait. But you must be over the moon with this representation here of your boy Skeletor. Come on. I, I, I was. First of all, like I've worked on shows before that have had toy lines. But few of them that that I like truly like loved and collected and all that. So having, especially with characters that I had like a hand in in designing and, and helping to create, um, it was really it was really kind of cool to see Re- Revelation toys just come to life. And then I, I found out that there was a Mondo Revelation Skeletor when everybody else did. I was at PowerCon 2021, walking through the the aisles, got to the Mondo booth and saw him standing there, and literally lost my brain. I was like, what? And I I ran to Mike, Mike Bonanno, who used to run Mondo at the time and I, I was I was such a like a fanboy to him and I was like oh my god I love it so much I love all your stuff I have your I have your Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> like I'm like I'm such a Mondo fan and I love it so much I buy your albums I buy your artwork <laughs> and and he was he was so gracious they actually sent me one which was very nice um and uh, that, that doesn't happen very often when you work on a show like you know there are Umbrella Academy figures out there now um, we're going into our fourth season I still don't have them <laughs> so like, who's making not, the Umbrella not, Academy figures what's that who's making the Umbrella Academy figures is it Super 7 uh, Boss Fight Boss Fight oh right okay cool cool oh cool Boss and, Fight I like Boss Fight They're, I'm friends with Boss Fight but like not not often does the you know does the studio or, or partners s- send things so it, it was really it was very nice to, to get that guy in the mail and I got him I got him probably before everybody else started getting like maybe about a week or so and and I just it was so amazing to see the art of of powerhouse and eddie and, and all of the you know the designers who worked on that show like in 3d form i know not everybody is a big fan of cell shaded uh action figures i, I actually i wasn't like, I, yeah i love all the neck and ninja turtle uh, animated lines i actually love all the hasbro um uh x-men uh, 90 90 you know well not 97 yet but x-men you know 90s action figures I, I'm, I'm into that that style um, but seeing it on this, it, it really merges a beautiful high-end statue with an action figure. And, and it's, it's terrific how you can make this gorgeous, 
you know, um, statement piece on, on your shelf. And I have it, I have it at work on my office and it's like having this beautiful piece in there for people to look at. Uh, and then I can play with it while I'm on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the best figure ever, man. I absolutely adore it. Dan, I'm trying to loot you over to the so box here I so I can talk about the artists and creditors involved. So I don't have, um, this figure yet. Um, but I'm getting it. It's on the way, and I'm really excited to actually check it out. Mostly because, like, I know Eamon was gushing about it, and I've seen his pictures, and I've seen everybody's pictures, and and, uh, and I love review. it. And, and I love my review, animated... Dad. And my review. And your review? Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody go watch Eamon's review. <laughs> I know I'm not can, a pro. Can... <laughs> you brought this up earlier. I can probably go ahead and, and and talk about this now, right? About about this yeah this particular lineup from Mondo. So. So the thing that's cool about this Skeletor, and I don't know if anybody's really paid much attention or noticed, but it's not utilizing the same body system as the standard Masters of the Universe line from Mondo. And the reason for that is because the Revelation line is a separate line. They're treating it like a different line. So they're actually basing those off the animation, which is why the body is built different. And that means there's more of these coming. So there's this is a full line that's separate from the standard one six masters line that they're doing so that you guys can probably expect to see some more animated figures coming soon oh, man, which is I pretty swear, exciting that's 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 amazing i'm, I'm so excited for i know that. i'm excited <laughs> it's, it's, seriously it's just it's just just this figure it's just like like we were saying earlier i, I wasn't big into cell shaded figures and but this just just came along and I, again i did i just saw the te the little teaser pics and i said okay brilliant great and i got one and they sent me out one and i was absolutely blown away by it and just it's like he just walks out of the cartoon, and this is notably sculpted by May Tama Tama. I'm terrible with his name, but it's May Tama Tarana, who's done actually sculpted quite a few of the things that I've worked on too. The, the anatomy on this is amazing. That's why I'm bringing up the sculptor in particular and stuff like because it is straight out the show, so it's designed down to Eddie Nunez and all the gang over there, over over the Netflix, all Ted's peeps, and um, just. Uh, it's, he walks straight out the screen. He's just the anatomy is just so big and bulk. Like his muscles are massive, but his waist is nice and tapered in and thin. His feet are really big. And what's amazing is he comes with three heads. You know, you can and it's 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 really it's a really good system actually because the head where as like Ted was talking about earlier, the head the the cowl comes folds right down and comes, comes tucks right down into his shoulders into his uh his neck uh, ring there on his um his his shoulder armor there, and uh, you can you can. That, you can pull that off very easily and just pop off the head and it kind of just the, the cloth just not the cloth it's plastic plugs into the back and you've got three different heads with three different expressions all of which the mouth opens every one of their mouths open and there are fully articulated mouths and they've put three different expressions he's got like one eyebrow raised one way another eyebrow is raised another way one just really I'm going to kick your ass face and then one kind of scared and kind of like his eyes are kind of done it's kind of funny it's, it's, it's kind of cool but it's still very cool and it just oozes the Mark Hamill voice of Skeletor you can just feel it coming through and, <laughs> his, and the staff is particularly awesome as well as well the staff is like really thick and big and it's just oh, it's just again straight out the cartoon and it comes with a, a one six scale you know, revelation sort of power, Ted. I mean, come on, man. Seriously, how lovely is that to see in one six scale? Isn't it glorious? It's, it's pretty. It's pretty beautiful. I think you know when we when we were designing the the power sword. Obviously, you know the toy was a big influence. Filmation was a big influence. But we wanted we wanted a level of elegance to it. So we we sort of extended the blade a little bit a little bit longer. Um, and just seeing the way that that looks 
in in his hand when you know when and you can like you said you can hear mark hamill go now i have the power like you can mm-hmm. you know and, and like i look at that thing and it's 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 literally like capturing a snapshot from from the show it's it's great i lo- i also love the the scared face or, or kind of like I, I call it the wtf face when um, <laughs> when like you know he does he does that 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 thing where he like punches into a portal and then the giant hand comes out love that and, love it. And, and, and and then he man punches that the fist and then he pulls it back with like kind of like ah yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like look i love that look every time i see it it cracks me up and that face is literally that face <laughs> Yeah. And let's not forget That's as well. So it comes cool. with a little. Uh, it comes with a little plug-up piece for the bottom of the staff that you can actually do to the spear as well. You can so you can spear Prince Adam. Spoiler. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh no, Eamon. Oh no, they they know that that happened. They know that that happened. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not aware of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, know. They, they, they know what happened. Yeah. Oh God Almighty. Lucky you, Eamon. <laughs> lucky, lucky, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about such things. No, every time I post a piece of art, I never hear about it. God almighty. <laughs> oh, just enjoy, folks. If you don't like it, don't watch it. It's very, very, very simple. You know, so it's simple. It's very, very simple. But I, I, I loved it, and I love it all. Just give it all to me. I was just, I'm, you know, I'm for my characters to be treated so seriously and to be dealt with such lovely modern animation. And speaking to which, just, just a slight deviation from there, oh, we'll jump back into quick figure again. We were talking about He-Man's face. You know, I'm, as everyone knows, I kind of do some of the box art for the Revelation figures. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you have to look at the faces and stuff like that. And there's a, there's a, when He-Man first transforms, or when Adam first transforms into He-Man, there's a shot of just He-Man's face, and it's very, one of the most highly kind of rendered shots of his face on the show straight on. And it's just like... That's my boy, and he just looked proper. <laughs> just the proportions of his face, the shape of his jaw, his kind of warm yet strong feature. I just, I just loved that face. Where we're talking about faces and stuff like that. So slight deviation. I just, I was Ted was on the show. I figured I just mentioned that there. We're talking about he man faces. Um, but what's also cool about the Skeletor, though, so go back to Skeletor. Is I love this cape. You, you wouldn't think a heavy ass plastic cape would be that great, but it really, I, I really love the cape on this guy. It's really cool. Oh, and the plastic is a little bit more pliable on his belt too, so you can get far more wider stances. So just as a figure as well, he's just really, 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 really functional and stuff like that. His um, his wrists are a bit hard to plug in and out, but it's good because they're a lot more tighter and secure than they used to be before. But then you're 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 what is imminent? Is this? You you must be excited for this as well, though. Yes. Yeah, I am excited. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes too. Like, what else are they gonna do with it? You know, like me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes too. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, oh, go ahead, Ted. Sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, it's funny. Like, there's, I have ideas. I, I think that there's, you know, there's some obvious ones. I, I think, I, I hope we get He-Man. Um, oh, but like, there's some, you know, I think, I think some of the really popular characters that that, that did pop out, out of Revelation clearly. I think, um, you know, Skeletor, Skeletor, obviously, but. Um, Scareglow is definitely one that I think would be pretty awesome to see. He's uh, a big character in the show, so it makes sense. And when we were designing Scareglow for Revelation, I actually sent pictures of my Mondo Scareglow to to Eddie and and Patrick and Adam and the the directors and to Powerhouse and saying like like this is where I think our Scareglow lives. Like he's the Lord of the Underworld. Like let's let's make his cape tattered and give him sort of that that the the ghostliness of him. The second um, Mondo Skeletor you sent them over. The second one. No, the first. The, no, no, Mondo Scareglow. 
Mondo Scareglow. Scareglow. Yeah, the first Scareglow that they did. The first Mondo Scareglow that they did. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did do two. I have two. They, they did a, a, a classic one that looked like the toy, but they did yes. the first they did had that sort of really beautiful ornate um, cape with the the collar and the shredded cape at the end, and gotcha. like that's the that's the one that I thought really really represented who our character was going to be. So it would be great to see that guy come to life in in an animated form as well. Um, I think that you know obviously Evelyn's my favorite. So as many times as we can get Evelyn, I would love that. <laughs> God knows there's enough looks for her in in Revelation. Definitely, so, she changed her look quite a bit, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she, she she gets she she got a lot of looks in in, in Revelation, but um, in in Revolution, um, He Man gets gets quite a few looks. Uh, we get I think we get three different looks for He Man in Revolution, and then and Tila gets Tila gets four looks in Revolution. So wow. uh, there's there's going to be some designs, and Skeletor, Skeletor gets three looks. Uh, so one of them, one of them is going to be talked about, I think. So oh. in a good way, in a good way. Okay. Not in that way. <laughs> yes. Is it going to be, is it going to be like his Terra Claw armor where he's just got a six pack explosion you know, Apollo, Apollo Creed style? Oh no. my God. <laughs> I think, look, I'm no, no, it's not really a spoiler because I think if you, if you watched Revelation and you see where it ends, you can kind of guess where we're going with Skeletor. Oh. I've got that figured out then. Where where, where the evolution of Skeletor is going. Um, but. New adventures. Yeah. Cybernetic. Oh, yeah. But at some point, but we do something really, really cool with Skeletor that I don't think anybody's going to see coming. But um, I think where there's, there's one great moment in there where we may pull some colors that I think people are going to be really surprised about. So. Excellent. And that, therefore, would make more figures as well. So that's always going to be nice, isn't it? That's yeah. the whole goal, right? Isn't that the goal? More toys. That's kind, <laughs> that's, more that's, toys. that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? That's why we're all in this, Reggie. We just want more toys, really. I mean, at the end of the day, let's face it, none of us would actually bother working, and we would all just stay at home, just, like, you know, posing the shit out of our figures for, like, there's my second one. No, I've got a mark. Right yeah. See, I'm, I'm allowed, am I allowed two curses, maybe, I wonder? I should be fine. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised. I have not cursed this entire thing, and I have a really potty mouth, so I'm I'm really proud of myself. Look, I'm a gut injury tits. I'm allowed. I get injured. <laughs> I get injured. But yeah, I mean, let, let's face it. You know, I mean, I, I I love my work and stuff like that. But you know, playing you know playing on the on the table like Dan said earlier, taking pictures of a good action figure, man. That's that's as rewarding and as relaxing as it gets, man. To be honest, that's kind of like you know, it's it's that or go surfing. You know, it's there's two things that clear your brain: that or go surfing. And you know, I can't go surfing as often as I would like. So this is the next. This is and it's just, it's just lovely. Like I said, you know, like, sitting down there and posing up Shira, and especially the functionality of the figures. And when a functionality of a figure works really well as well, I quite like that as well. Like, it's something I keep harping on about. But you know, I keep, I'm buying more figures and then doing things and I design them and things. And I'm, sometimes I'm happy with articulation that happens in the things that I do. Sometimes I'm like not. And it's just you know, it's I want to learn more. And because when I see something that's well engineered, I'm like, oh, that's but. It's, but it's well engineered and looks aesthetically nice. You know, I, I like, I do, I do like that. And I think Shira is nicely engineered and she's aesthetically lovely in her anatomy and things like that. It's nice, nice and clean. You know, so and this Skeletor is the same as well. That just the, the, the anatomy on his body is just, it's just done. He's got these, the, like his fists are really big and chunky. And his fins that come off his forearms as well are really quite exaggerated, which is just dope. And his monster feet, love me some monster feet, I do. But there you go. That's that's we that's that's our figures covered. We did it in one hour, nearly twenty minutes. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. We actually did. I I, I thought we'd we'd, uh, we'd we'd be 
dragging, dragging our feet for ages and stuff, because, you know, it's not often we get to chat at all. And it's just lovely to be able to do, do you know, abuse my platform of podcasting just to indulge and have some two <laughs> lovely, fine gentlemen over to chat uh, chat about mastering. Because my other two co-hosts, they're you know, they're old as hell. Those two boys, and they you know, they're they 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 they, they, they legitimately you know, like he meant to them as the kitty stuff. So you know, they're 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 old, they're older lads, and they're into they're old Star Wars. And be careful, we're on our way, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are not far. We we're well on our way. As 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 all as oh, God, things just hurt so much more now. And I can't drink either, man. Getting hangovers, it's just not, it's not worth it anymore, man. The hangovers are so brutal. It's just, it honestly is not worth it. You know, and I do. I, by the way, I completely agree. I can't, yeah. I can't drink anymore. I can't do roller coasters anymore. <laughs> I can't even walk down the stairs sometimes. Like, it's... <laughs> Getting old is awful. Well, it's... Been absolutely lovely having you both on, lads. I'm telling you, it's been an absolute joy. It's a far rare treat, and you know maybe we'll all come together again when there's a few more figures down the line again. Because you know this is Dan's second time, and hopefully Ted, you'll come back on the show again and just geek, geek out some more. And, and, and just may I say publicly, man, I flipping love Revelation. It's the, it you, was sir. brilliant, absolutely. I just I want things shaken up, and you know I, I was one of those kids that grew up, and you know he man went, you know went away. And like when when he went to other space, you know, who looked after Eternia? It was Tila. Tila would have led stuff. So it just it was, it was all felt. It was just I just loved it. It was just absolutely. And I can't wait for uh, Revolution. So it's been absolutely great. Dan Pixel, Dan, you're one of my favorite. You're you know you're this you you there's you who do your thing, and it it's I love the reviews that you do. Just your style of it, the whole presentation of it. It's honest. It's true. It's all the rest of it. And then Thank I've you. got you know the Fush Dan, and he's you know that's the Fush. They've got their lovely. TV presentation style. They give you all the latest yes. news. They do all that thing, and then there's Dan Larson. You know, yes. and he kind of goes into his thing then, and he does his, you know, his his his, his lovely uh, videos that he does when he goes deep into why things worked and failed, and with certain properties and things. I, I like I, his and his production qualities are really good too. But he's and got all are wonderful people. Yeah, they're. they're I can't. I, right. Hopefully, I'll get to meet them, man. I'm really. I like. I can't wait to meet like like Dan in particular as well because you know I just since, since Dan kind of came on the end I was like oh I like this guy because it just it just felt like oh this is a guy who takes his stuff seriously he's professional and I like you as well just, just a, I like professionalism but liveliness I don't like pre- professionalism but pretentiousness and stuff like that and exactly. what I hate and what I hate is silliness and, and people who don't know what they're talking about reviewing a figure as well there's a few reviewers out there I'm just like oh, dude just, what, are you, what are you saying just, just some conclusions that people draw when they're reviewing a figure is, oh well, I guess that's because it is. And I'm like, well, dude, whoa. And I'll... it's like, the truth is a Google away, people. It's a Google. <laughs> it's, it's a Google away. It's a Google away. But listen, I better let you off, Dan. You got a match to do. Ted's got to go off and be amazing and do creative stuff that's just going to blow all of our minds <laughs> and break the internet with dances and TikToks that have ruled the world for crying out loud and dropped one of the most amazing cool young actresses ever for crying out loud. I mean, how amazing is she? Oh, Jenna? Are we talking about Jenna? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, Ted, how on earth did you find her? She, she, honestly, she, she was on a Disney Channel show. She was in You. She, she had a high profile. She was rising. She was in Storm. And as we were, or, um, uh, what do you call it? Not Scream, not Storm. Um, as we were in, um, in prep for the show, and we were, you know, talking about what we wanted for our, for our Wednesday. Um, my colleague, uh, this woman Coral Wright, who works with me, she was like, you know, we, we need somebody like a, like, um, like a Jenna Ortega. And I was like, 
like, oh, I was like, how old is she now? Is she old enough to play this part? Because <laughs> I only knew her from Disney Channel, from Stuck in the Middle. And right. uh, and it was one of those things. And, and she met and she loved Tim Burton. Like, they just clicked. Oh, so. there you go, then. That's always the way, isn't it? When, people, awesome. when two creative folks click like that, and that's what I like, to, to my point earlier, the fact that things get made, it's when when people like that click, when people click together. Well, it, that, was, that was one that, that, like, Wednesday, real real quick on Wednesday, like, well, that was one where I had heard the pitch from Alan Miles, and it was, um, who created Smallville um, and Shannara Chronicles and Into the Badlands, they pitched the show, and I was like, oh my god, I want to make this, I want to make this, this is great. And, and, you know, it was, it was at the pitch stage. I knew I wanted to make it and then, and then commissioned the script, got the script. The script was phenomenal. Greenlit the series, then heard that Tim Burton had read it and loved it and wanted this to be his first TV show, made the deal with Tim. And then when we all, you know, were starting the casting, um, and Jenna Ortega, and by the way, very early on, everybody said, we think Catherine Zeta Jones should be our Morticia. Sweet. That worked out. Catherine was phenomenal to work with. Gwen Christie came in very early on in the project. Um, so it was, it just, it, this is one of those things, like I was saying, like everything just fell into place. The scripts, every script was fantastic. It was one of those things where the creative was never in question with this show. We knew it from the beginning when we read the scripts that this was a show that was working on every level. And that if we cast it right and we direct it right, it's gonna work. And I, I didn't I didn't know it was gonna work to the level that it worked, but I knew that it was going to be, um, I knew that it was going to work. And work it did, man, oh my God. The second biggest show it's of all fantastic. time on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's close, it still hasn't beaten Squid Game yet. Oh, Squid Game number one still. I thought it'd be in Stranger Things. Squid Game is still number one. No, Stranger Things was was the biggest English language show. I think the <sighs> but I think Wednesday, I think Wednesday now holds that for first for season one. Don't forget, Stranger Things has four seasons. So you look at it in totality. Like Stranger Things is still the biggest English language show, but Wednesday is the biggest season one. Gotcha. You must be so proud. Wow, that's so cool. cool. Yeah, so we that's can't, fantastic. Can't, we can't be holding it back. Gentlemen, both of you, thanks for talking. Dan, where can folks find you? Oh, well, you can find me on YouTube primarily. Just do a search for Pixel Dan. You'll find my channel. But you can also find me over on Instagram. I'm posting pictures and short videos over there all the time. And uh, Twitter, same handle, at Pixel Dan. What reviews have you got up, up, up in store? You're going to be reviewing, obviously, the Revelation Skeletor. You got any more reviews coming up? Oh, well, yeah, I can go ahead and since this is a Mondo show, I can let you know that I currently have a pre-production sample of the animated Jubilee from the X-Men line. Oh, nice! And and I am working on that right now, so that's oh, coming up real brilliant. quick. Oh, brilliant, then. Oh, look forward yeah. to seeing that. Look forward to seeing that. Look forward to seeing that. Yep. Ted Biaselli, thank you so much for joining me. Where can folks find you? Here, my... Uh, I'm on Instagram, Animate Ted. I, I take pictures of my toys, like... Um, I have an animation. You take great pictures degree, of your toys. So... Great pictures. <laughs> my my whole my whole time in college was all about stop motion and, and you know I love building sets and lighting and miniatures and so toys is kind of like you know it's part of that that little hobby. It's where I get to stretch my my creative muscles. So I take pictures of my toys and uh, and yeah, if you, if you like toys, um, it's pretty eclectic. It's not just Motu. Uh, I try to I try to showcase a lot of great toys across many different lines. So, Animate Ted on uh, on Instagram. Excellent. And you can find me as Eamon on Instagram, and you can catch up on Twitter, Eamon underscore. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for our Mondo special on the Hot Toy Cast. We'll be back next, uh, probably, you know me in the Hot Toy Cast, guys. 
I get him in what I can get him in. Uh, but we've got some good guests lined up actually as well for next week. Well, they're going to be coming on and we got my, uh, Mike and Jeff going back on. So it's going to be a good one. So join me for that. Ted, Biaselli, Pixel, Dan Erdley, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Catch you guys on the next one. Good night, folks. Say good night, lads. Good night. Thanks. Good night, guys.